0: everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light yes sir this dj zerk and i just jumped off the porch with dirty glove bass too thick for life
1: Right, so we got a legendary figure from Memphis sitting on the porch with us today. Yes Welcome, sir. DJ Zerk. Man. Appreciate
0: you. Appreciate you. Yes, sir. It's a blessing man. to be here.
1: Nah, I appreciate you taking your time to swing down here too, man. Yes, sir. Yeah, man. So I, 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 I title myself icon. Hmm. You know
0: what I'm saying? You know, legends and icons is two different categories. You know, break what I'm that saying? down. Then what, what you mean? Uh, How, how's uh, it different? Well, you know, uh, our icons is somebody who really created the wave. And yes legends have took it on, you know what I'm saying? But the icon is the person who created that
1: way for everybody to ride. Okay. I, I, I dig that, okay. man. All right. <laughs> All right, so man, go ahead shout out everyone you got sitting on the porch with you today too,
0: man. Uh, I got Kilo G. This is my brother right here Kilo G. No, sure. uh been with me ever since we the one created the Too Thick. Uh I got a uh, little Ant with me, you know what I'm saying? He's a writer my artist, and I got DJ Kree, you know what okay. I'm saying? producer there in the ATL. We've been working together since
1: <laughs>
0: forever, we'll <laughs> say forever. <laughs>
1: nah, no, that's what's good, man. All right. All right, man, so let's take it back with your story, man. you from Orange Mound, right? Yes, sir. All right, so I need you to paint a picture for people. What did Orange Mound look like when you were coming up in the city? Uh, full of crack, uh,
0: you know, we rapped about a lot of cuts and stuff through our raps, called the cuts were like, we can go from one street to the next street. So if the police come, we can jump over streets streets. We just run through the cuts, uh, you know, just, you know, full of crack about money, hmm. you know, and a lot of death uh, in Orange
1: Mound. Yeah. Yeah. And how does Orange Mound look today compared to back then? Worse.
0: Worse, really? <laughs> Cause the money ain't, to me, the money ain't there like it used to hmm. be, you know, in the beginning of them days, uh we can get out there with a little quarter and boom it now you know what i'm saying it's like uh a lot of the crackheads to me don't have the jobs hmm. so i guess it became to the youth <laughs> that what don't really happen is the youth. but it's not like how it used to be
1: when okay we was coming up so what would you say were like some keys for you to be able to make it out of that type of environment then
0: uh some keys for me the music the music is where uh opened my eyes because I could have been getting in a lot of trouble, but I decided to go to the studio. So that what kept me away from things and seeing my vision, uh, trying to do something right because I was kind of tired of selling crack to my own people, you know what I'm saying? So it was kind of wearing down on me mentally like that but I seen another avenue with the music.
1: Okay, so what inspired you to, you know, to hop in the booth and w- what did you get your start at since you wear so many hats? Were you a rapper at first? Were you a producer? Were you a DJ or?
0: Well, R.I.P. the Marcus B. He was, uh, his name was Marcus B. Lopez. And uh, one day, you know what I'm saying, we had been doing it since like the, about the fifth grade. And one day he just came to me and said, man, one of us need to uh, produce, <laughs> a DJ. <laughs> And I was like, "Well, I take that on my hands." So after the end, it just went from there. Okay. All
1: right. So, can you uh, like explain what type of music was coming out of Memphis back then? Like, what was the sound at the time when you first started uh, dabbling <sighs> into it?
0: Well, the uh, well, before I would well, uh, DJ Spanish Fly. Uh, well, the. Well, I'm trying to, the, well, Memphis really what people don't really know, Memphis was truly a hip hop city. We was actually rapping like New York, you know, but uh, to me, what, what happened, we weren't getting respected from New York. Hmm. So when me and Squeaky kind of got together, we wanted to do our own and make and create our own sound is what we want to do, but the sound really at that time in Memphis was maybe basic, but it was more a little bit hip-hop, okay. you know. Uh, Gangsta Pat did come along and uh, he kind of did his thing, but to me it was more of a west coast type of sound, but even though he was Memphis and he still had a little bit of that Memphis sound, hmm. but to me it wasn't at to where
1: it is today yet. Okay. So Gangsta Pat was like one of the first ones to kind of make like gangster music then coming out of Memphis? Well,
0: he, it was other guys that okay. was kind of, like Marcus B. Uh, Lopez, he was gangster, hmm. but he, we didn't fulfill that. Sound. Once we were getting away from the hip hop, cause uh, New York didn't respected us rapping like them. <laughs> you know, so uh, we kind of started rapping gangsta along N.W.A., So that kind of said that we could say, we let us know what we was doing. We was on the right path. Yeah. So and then came along uh, kind of after OTS, Reginald, shout out, the Reginald Boiling, OTS on Park, the Orange Building, the Orange Mound. Uh, but we were kind of building that sound, but it still wasn't there yet until really me and Squeaky kind of nailed everything.
1: Okay, so how'd you link up with Squeaky?
0: Uh, battle rapping on the street. <laughs> really? No, for real, we was battle rapping on the street. Me and MJG, uh, Marcus B. Lopez, he was like uh, uh, a legend in Orange Mountain, And he was, uh, the cold is at his, ahead of his time. Uh, ball and MJG at that time, they know and I know they weren't on his level at the time and we would see him walking down the street and man we was just like battle rap you know (laughs) so somehow me and squeaky you know because squeaky was rapping whether you don't know it or not he was rapping mjg was beatboxing.
1: (laughs) oh really this was kind of backwards
0: (laughs) (laughs) right i'm serious it was backwards so uh that's how it just happened and me and squeaky just found you know love and you know we were students to the game and we just got together and started creating our own sound
1: okay so like, what were some of the first songs you guys put out that had this new sound?
0: Uh, the one that really got the acknowledgement was Looking For The Chewing. Okay. The original Looking For The Chewing. Uh, you know, uh, it, we was kind of dog music. You know, uh, Squeaky, you know, me and him both of them, though he, you know, he did kind of make it more cause we was uh, learning to be club DJs. Hmm. So we took the dog sound, the eerie sound, and we just put the club beats on top of it. Cause see, if you did a dog, straight dog music, nobody wouldn't dance off of it, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So what we just did- Just have a bunch of people mean mugging each other, right? <laughs> 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 right, <laughs> so 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 Squeaky, he took the sound, you know, and you know, he just made the beats more a club. Yeah. So people can dance and joke and stuff like that in the club.
1: So what was the city's reaction when this new sound hits the city Ooh. then?
0: Ooh, man, it was like, uh, man, we hear everything like, man, they only buy y'all tapes because y'all got bass in it. You know what I'm saying? It was, it, you know, it was because we like when we came and we started doing it, it like the drinking yak, smoking sack, you know what I'm saying, song. uh People was just, it's like Memphis just came together on that sound, hmm. you know, and they embraced that sound because it was club. You know, so you can dance off of it, and you can get crazy and crunk, you know, and people just, gangsta walk, whatever, Hmm. whatever, and people totally embraced it, you know. It was like, wow, you know. We knew we were kinda on our way then, you know. But we thought, at the time, we the only ones that could do the sound. (laughs) We didn't know that we was gonna influence other people, you know, so we looking like (laughs) Man, who is this with this sound? You know, because people would sample us. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it's like one DJ in Memphis, I, I didn't even know, you know what I'm saying? He was trying to make it come up. And uh, somebody pulled up right beside me and said, Hey, man, you hear your, your, uh, your vocals on such and such? I'm listening. i like, that's my stuff. You know, <laughs> <laughs> on somebody else's stuff. You know, when producers, once we showed everybody, which way to go. It's like everybody from Tommy Right or uh, Fly, everybody just, you know what I'm saying? Cause with me, actually Key G was doing it. It might was just really at that time Al Capone, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Corona Man didn't really have it, came around Skinny Pimp. Okay. Cause I produced Skinny Pimp first on the ground tape. If I find that tape, people will see where it actually came from. Because everybody else took the creation from that, you know what I'm saying? A lot of songs, I'm not gonna say the name, that they did on Skinny Pimp was remixes of my stuff. And I kind of felt like that was disrespectful mm-hmm. in so many ways, you know, cause everybody has their own, you well, know, I come from a hip hop era, so everybody has their sound. You got think about it. when we was coming up, West Coast had their own sound, Texas had their own sound, Atlanta had their own, everybody had their own sound. Now, it's like you can't even tell no more. Yeah. You you can't. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So you guys didn't have any of this music copywritten at the time? No. Okay. No, we didn't didn't know nothing about
0: copyrights at the time. We was just doing it for the love, you know, of it. And yes, it was making us some money at the time, you know. But it, it was going, it was just moving so fast, you know. Uh, we couldn't even get a hold of it ourselves because it was something new. Even when labels came to us at the time, uh, me like major labels. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg, and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cutoff? Ba da ba ba ba. Y'all, like, we don't know what to call your music, but uh, we want to sign you. And it was like wow but we couldn't ever just get it together
1: yeah so i know you don't want to say the name but i'm gonna say it three six so they, okay. they kind of ran off with the sound did you ever confront them or about yeah. this or yeah
0: yeah yeah we're, we're confronting them uh, <laughs> i'll tell you two. i done had to chase paul and juicy J a couple of times you know i really haven't uh they was right here and they would say yeah i ran from them you know what i'm saying because i i was mad you know what i'm saying it's because uh like I say, I come from the hip hop era, and like I say, uh, people thought that uh, Paul was a part of us, mm. so it was building him a, m- a little bit more mental, you know what I'm saying? Because he was sampling me on his songs, I'm like, I don't even know who the little kid is, you know what I'm saying? So yeah, yeah, we, we had a lot of kind of conflicts. We had conflicts in the mall, you know. Mm. Uh, we do got to fighting in the mall, Southland Mall. White Haven, uh, we done did a couple of shootouts, you know, and it seemed like they didn't want no part of it. Hmm. I mean, they really didn't, cause uh, we was really, we was really kind of just mad and really hot at that time about what they was doing, cause they was making their name yeah. for themselves off of us.
1: Did they ever give you any type of explanation back then, like?
0: Yeah, we talked, but uh, he, he the one put it to me and made me think about it. I didn't know I can influence people. I didn't know I was going to influence even the world. Well, it's it's sort of me and Squeaky what we came up with, cause me and Squeaky was there doing it. But, you know, I didn't know that people was going to be influenced. I didn't know, you know, we was young, we was just doing it ourselves. We was just trying. (laughs) That's all, we had a little boss drum machine before the SB 1200 and uh, things took off and, uh, but Lock Them In The Trunk is actually a diss song. We, we was talking about three people, you know what I'm saying? Two, you know, I ain't gonna say the third cause you know, we, that's like my little brother, but it was <laughs> a diss song. And you wouldn't believe uh, downtown Jackson Brown over Hot, over Magic 101 at the time. And about 92 called me and said, I may get fired <laughs> from playing your song, but I need you to come and bring the song up. Hmm. So, you know, we took them the to song, man. They were playing it like 10 times a day, like 10 times a day. You know, it was just blowing up, man. And uh, people was getting locked in the trunk <laughs> and can on. So uh, the chief of police, they wanted to come and talk to me, talking about charging me. So charging even... you with what? Well, because people was getting locked in the
1: trunk. So they tried to blame you? And, and,
0: yeah. And they saying that they would listen to my music. And uh, they locked people in, but see they locked some woman in the trunk at the grocery store and it was a big thing about it hmm. in the newspaper and all that. So they were blaming us for doing that and K-97 uh, had me, uh, they had a little thing, K-97, the radio station. They the one that banned the song, Bobby wow. O.J., you know what I'm saying? But they had me uh, and him to come to, uh, uh, it was an Orange Mound gym. They came to Orange Mound and everything. Call it on the radio. Uh, we want DJ Zerg and Kilo G uh, come down here. You know what I'm saying? And talk. You know what I'm saying? So we actually had to get on uh, TV. They had cameras and stuff, and tell them we just did. It was just a song. Hmm.
1: That's wild. Right?
0: <laughs> it's just a song. <laughs> no, we didn't real. actually lock them in the trunk here. Yeah, for real. And it, it was so crazy because Kilo's. He's the wild one. And he went in there cutting up and cussing. I'm like, cameras, <laughs> went straight on I'm like, cut it down, cut it down. <laughs> but yeah, man, it was, it was real
1: fun, man. It was real fun. So, what was your reaction when they go ahead and sample lock him in the trunk, put it on an album?
0: Well, see, that's what I couldn't understand how you ban one and not ban the others and the other. But, you know, it was all, and I look back, it was all in the plot. In a plan. It was all about who knew who, you know. Uh, no, serious, uh, I put this on my mama, and uh, DJ Squeaking can tell you. Uh, somebody came to us with a major deal, and uh, we didn't want to take the deal. And you know what they told us? Hmm. Said, that's all right. We'll find somebody sound just like you. I swear to God, and it's stuck in my head back of this day. It's like, wow, and I look at it. They just made clones. You, but I'm gonna put it like this: You look at three six. I'm I'm not trying to disrespect anybody, anything. Look at two thick. We still we groups, mm-hmm. but look at the similarities: DJ Zerk, DJ Squeak, DJ Paul, Juicy J. How many in three six? Uh, five or six. How many in two thick? Five. Everything is similar. The music, everything. And you know, with one thing that pissed me off, you know. Uh, Project Pat, you know, tried to send a little shout out to me and stuff. How you title uh, album Murderers and Robbers when you know who murder and robbers came from? How you know cheese, dope, and a motherfucking and a hoe, whatever. That came from me. How you just take everything that a man do. See, once, once they got ahead of us and they was able to get the money the machine put behind them, that put us behind them. But see, like I explained, the squeaky. The reason why is because squeaky folded up on a lot of deals, so we couldn't really record. See, people don't know a lot of things, so as we couldn't record because squeaky folded up on us, stu- studio Studio. Uh, Paul was coming, hmm. and who music he was using, <laughs> who style, who everything. So that kind of pushed us to the back and put them in the front fourth where we have to say, we have to fight for our originality because the people don't know. Hmm. You know what I'm saying, they don't they know. From- right, so they think, they did when it's too much similarities. I know, and the real people, we all know. You know what I'm saying, we, but the people and the fans don't know. It, when you fight, when when you fighting the fans on the internet, there's no sense of fighting. Oh, no. Nah. Yeah, uh, well. you, you'll never win. <laughs> it's no the like, the internet. You, you can forget it, because they would never get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But I understand that. You know what I'm saying? But he the one told me I influenced him. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. Uh, I influenced him. So he what wanted to be like us. So... How can you stop that? You know what I'm saying? It took me time to understand. We influenced a whole lot of people. So, you know, it's like, okay, you know.
1: When did you guys have that conversation? Or when did he tell you Uh, that?
0: Back about maybe 2015. I did something with him, the drummer boy did, you know. He
1: invited me to come, and, you know, we talked about it, Hmm. you know. What was that conversation like? Was it kind of like... You know, finally getting the you know chance to s- tell your side. Well,
0: or? I, I really wanted to let go, you know what I'm saying. But I I really wanted to see where he was coming from, you know what I'm saying. And what I said about a person telling you how much you were being influenced on their life, it was kind of like okay, you know what I'm saying. I I can see, you know, yeah. you know I can see. But it, but it's because to me and Squeaky didn't do our part. If me and Squeaky would have did our part and deal with the majors. You know what I'm saying? It wouldn't actually be no 3-6, we would have had the machine behind us, but we, by people folding and all this stuff, we let somebody else go right through the cracks. Hmm. Now we fighting for our history,
1: Yeah, you know, it's crazy. At any point during the beginning, did they ever reach out to you to work with you, or?
0: Uh, yeah, you will not believe it. they wanted to sign me once upon a time. Hmm. But uh, somebody told me I got voted out. <laughs> well, I'm too strong of a character. You know, uh, they don't like strong characters. You know, you gotta think about it, how they got rid of certain people in pieces because they were strong. You see what I'm saying? So I got voted out of the way because I was too strong. Because when it comes come down to my money, I'm gonna get my money. Yeah, you know that, you know. They don't want you knocking on his door.
1: <laughs> <Nice> <laughs> yeah, all right, so let's talk about some of these records. Let's start okay. with uh, looking for the chewing. Man. All right. So, who was on the original song?
0: Uh, Skinny pill uh, A Ball, MJG, uh, me, and Kilo G.
1: Okay, yeah, okay. that was all original. And Squeaky did the beat, right? Yeah, Squeaky did okay. the beat. So, right. who came up with the idea for this and the intro and everything?
0: Uh, I'm gonna tell you the truth, and I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth, and I'm gonna let it all out. I forgot this DJ name, uh, he was, hey, uh, I, mean, I forgot his name. Uh, he came to me one day, we did something at Crystal Palace, and he said, Zerk, you know, I knew everybody, everybody always mess with me. He was like, man, you gotta do a song called Looking for the Chewin'. So I go to Squeaky, said, man, we'll do a song called Looking for the Chewin'. <laughs> so we all just put it together, you know what I'm saying? And before A-Ball and MJG really got on um, and looking for the Chewin', at that time, what the people believed, they was like, uh, I don't know if they even remembered or not. They they just left from OTS. Hmm. Just before Swab House even came in. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And they did the looking for the chewing. Swab House came in later, but they was. When something happens to your kitchen, you might say,
2: this is ludicrous.
0: But that won't fix your home. That will only get you the rapper ludicrous. Having trouble, don't panic. Don't be alarmed. You need to file a claim. Holla at State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. That's right. You can file a claim on the app or call us.
2: Thanks, Mr. Chris.
0: No matter how ludicrous the situation, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. State Farm, Bloomington, Illinois. Almost like they were giving wrap up Hmm. because they went through so much turmoil with, you
1: know, OTS records and stuff like that. Yeah. Did you know this was going to be such a big song, not only for the city, but for the nationwide.
0: Yeah, I I knew it was going to be because the momentum was going towards everything was us at the time Uh, from Studio G, uh, from Club Memphis. We had it all sold up from each corner of Memphis, you know what I'm saying? So I already knew everything that we was doing, it was going, it was going up.
1: Yeah. All right, so how does Too Thick form and who were all the uh, members of the
0: group? Uh, Too Thick started out me and Kilo. Okay. Um, and then came along Buckshot, uh, Tony Down, you know, came in. He brought Tony Down. Uh, Tony Down and lost it. I don't know what caused it. Yeah, Kilo brought him to me, uh, but that was original members. Me, uh, Kilo, Buckshot, and Tony Down. Then I pulled in Primo, Tiny Man, and a little Stick Up and a couple of other people.
1: <coughs> okay. So, what's all the members doing now? How's Buckshot doing? I know you've been sharing some pictures of him and the yeah,
0: hospital. Yeah, uh, he's doing better now. Okay. Yeah, 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 he, he's doing better. Um, so, um, uh, Lil' stick Up. Lil' just got home. He just got home. Just okay. Got home. Yeah, We're putting the pieces together. Okay. So, that's what we're working on now, just getting the pieces in there. Yeah, I hear
1: there's a reunion album in Yeah, uh-huh, yeah, right. right, Okay. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, but we're coming with his first. Okay. Because he really never did a solo and I going to get ready to drop his hopefully early March. Okay. And, and the with uh um uh, with the promo and everything that we're working on shooting a little short film is gonna be behind Toothic. Okay. So everything that we're showing is from really actually here to there. Gotcha, man. Yeah, it's called Walking Fed Child. I'm walking on. We, 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 He's a, a walking fed child. <laughs> well, we
1: need you, we need you out of here, man. <laughs> I'm trying to say know They're watching. They watch it, man. <laughs> oh. <It's> funny, man. <laughs> All right, so l- let's talk about Too Thick the Song. Okay. One of the most influential songs to ever come out of Memphis, man. So, talk about how this song was created.
0: Well, their whole tape, truthfully, was uh, created out of anger. Hmm. That whole from Lock 'em him in the trunk, and for your was shooting at our shots at, so yeah, our stuff. yeah, yeah, right for stealing our stuff. That was that whole album. It, it, it really came out of anger. That whole album was just anger. You know, yeah. we really wanted to hurt some people, and I thank God, you know, that we didn't. You know what I'm saying? We tried though. <laughs> we just couldn't catch him. <laughs> <laughs> we just couldn't catch him, man. I mean, God must have on. Mm-hmm. I, yeah.
1: Looking back, are you happy you didn't man, catch him? Man,
0: I am. No, I am. Because we could have did some things that, you know. He um, was passionate about yeah, it.
1: Dude. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh, yeah. Can't take nothing from nobody. You don't
0: get to be no man that nobody takes nothing
1: from. You. Hmm. Right. Yeah. All right, and the song "Too Thick." Mm-hmm. Who produced that one? Uh, I did. Okay. Yeah, so I produced that. Yeah. Okay, so talk about the creative process for that beat, because that beat is so legendary.
0: Uh, the creative process was very challenging. Uh, he might have got some things, you know. I mean, I mean, the real. I, I'm, I'm gonna tell you the truth, you know. It, it was like I was mad at my better half. My better hand was, you know, because every time he did something, my hands is all in it. You know what I'm saying? And then I finally want to do my own. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm seeing you make all the money. I'm like, damn, you know, you making all the money. I said, I need to drop me something. Oh yeah, okay, all right. That's yeah, what he thought. I got in there, the boy laid on that bed. <laughs> yeah, I see, I swear to God, you laid on the bed, it was in the studio. Man, we come back next morning. Man, he may have a song <laughs> mix and everything, man. He, Kilo used to be like so mad because he, his hands really wasn't in it, you know what I'm saying? Like how we would do you, you know what I'm saying? But we'll come back, man, he had that. Yeah, it sounded good. So I said, like, calm down, Kilo. Let's roll with it. <laughs> yeah, but that album was, it just had a lot of anger. In it. Yeah.
1: Um, Yo Gotti and Big Boogie sampled the song, um, Bust Down. Yeah. Uh-huh. what you think of that?
0: It's cool. Yeah. You know I mean, that was today's, you know, and then think about it, I, I like them, they did come to me and we was working out something okay. on that. Yeah, yeah, they came to me and we uh, were working out something with my lawyer on it, uh, but it's cool. You know, I, I love, I, I had to let go, you know what I'm saying? And understand and let them sample it because they got to come back, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, I had to learn to let it be free, you know what I'm saying? Go ahead, you know, had to realize who we were at the beginning, you know. It was a lot of people wasn't doing things. Uh, we the first one that brought, uh, uh, what's his name from Texas, uh, 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 UGK okay. even to Memphis, you know. Uh, we could even sign, Bun B wanted us to sign with him.
1: I heard about know? that, yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah Bun B wanted us to sign with him a while mm-hmm. back. But you know, I I did and I didn't because we was, I, you know, in my stage we were doing too many, we were doing our thing at the time. Hmm.
1: So how did that whole connection come about? Did you guys reach out to them to bring him up or?
0: Oh, to my with B. Yeah. No, because I didn't like that he messed with three, six Mafia. <laughs> no, i serious, because why you not go get the originals? Hmm. You know what I'm saying? B. you was there. You know what I'm saying? Him, uh, Pimp C, actually we were for the beat up Pimp C. <laughs> uh, well, because you know we from Memphis, man. We ain't with all this battle rapping, and that's why I said I bleed. That's why Memphis is is to what it is today. You know what I'm saying? We ain't, man. Look, man, we ain't with about that battle rapping, cause we was we, we was street hustlers, too. Y'all realize we street hustlers. Coming by the battle rap, man, you gonna might get your tail whipped. And Phil you C know, came to us with it. from <laughs> came, I said, hey, y'all, y'all come here, y'all come here. I ain't lying, Phil C knew, cause we just stood at him, we just looked at him man i'm the coldest. Me and meaning i'm the coldest rapper yeah. and this and that and we looking at him
2: yeah.
0: do do there, there? <laughs> <laughs> i swear to god i put this on my mama man. was that in memphis yeah that was in memphis the club memphis on third oh wow yeah club that was the second club memphis because we made club memphis orange mound so big we couldn't get all the people in there <laughs> so we had to go to a bigger venue and that was on third, and uh, that was one of the worst decisions. <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> took it out the mouth. They shot that club up so many times. <laughs> oh,
1: damn. <laughs> oh, man, right. I understand yeah. you was able to build a relationship with Gangsta Boo, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay. Man, Gangsta Boo had a, a good relationship, a good friendly relationship. You know, that's one thing, RIP, you know, Lola, you know, and that's why I hate, truthfully, that Paul did put that interview up there. I want to speak on this subject, y'all, because to me, Paul didn't have to do that. You got too much money. It should have been a positive.
1: You talking about the video he made after her funeral? Yeah, after her
0: funeral. It should have been a positive, not a negative, because you got to understand, she, I mean, I didn't, Once upon a time, I want to rip three, uh, Lord Infamous, Crunchy Black, and Lord and a Crunchy Black and Coos nigga had to uh, come me out of not whooping their ass. I wanted to tear anybody head up on that crew, really seriously, I, I really did. But you know what I'm saying? For me to let things go and all that, me and Boo had a relationship, you know what I'm saying? And you know, but he had to realize people got different relationships with her, No matter if he come or did or not, People gonna ask, is it like if he have a funeral? People, and a lot of might say, well, what DJ Zerk at? That don't cause me to get mad. Cause it's gonna happen and it's gonna be a gathering. That's what funerals are. So what did he not act like? So to me, what did he do it for? The blogs? Cause Paul, we all know Paul, you was not bad, you know. You you was not bad. Who you gonna whoop? You know what I'm saying? I mean, serious, who? So to me, he didn't have to do that. Hmm. I mean, he could have did it in another professional way. Yeah, I would have. Hmm. It's crazy.
1: Uh, Going back to the boo though, like Hmm. for people that never got to meet her, kind of just talk about like her personality, what type of person she was.
0: Oh, She was fun. She was fun. Boo would call me get in town 1.32 in the morning, be like, boo, I'm in the bed. (laughs) She was like, come on, (laughs) sir, give me the beat. Come on, you know, me and her. And Skinny Pimp and Chet, we all did a song I haven't released and probably not gonna ever release it. Hmm. Uh but you know we was just tight like that. She was, I'm serious, she just called me up two and three in the morning. I'm like, boom. <laughs> come on, come on. But she uh energy. She was just an energy woman, you know what I'm saying? Very energy. Yeah,
1: every time I saw her, she had a huge smile. Man had face. a
0: huge smile, and, you know, she, you know, her and Chet is my two favorites. You yeah. know, I ain't gonna Shout lie. Shout out to Chet everybody loves mcdonald's fries so yes you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home um but the bag did feel a little light but pa pa pa. it was called we all you know she man's tripping me out uh boo just pop up in my parties and i'd be like you know what i'm saying but well, we know who she know we we all know the, the real people all know who really the original creators. No matter how they want to hide, no matter how they want to pretend, we, we all know. Mm-hmm. The people might not know, but we all know, you know. That's real. So, the people that did, they, that were you know, it tripped me out how Boo and Chet, you know, respected me. Even me and Lord Infamous had a lot of talk, you know what I'm saying, because they know I was mad, you know. I was. I was a big bully at the time, you know what I'm saying? Had a crazy-ass dude like him with me, and Buckshot with me. Yeah, Lee, you know what I'm saying? It was served on site no matter where <laughs> you was at. We went to people mama houses.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> we come bring it to your door. They knew we were looking for them, so, mm. you know, it's crazy, man. It's crazy. Yeah.
1: So you mentioned producing Skinny Pimps' first album. Yeah. How did it. that come about?
0: Uh, you won't believe, just like Hustle and the Flow. I met Skinny, Skinny Pimp in uh, the restroom at Studio really? G. Yeah, just like it. And, and we got the fighting too. <laughs> I'm online. Just like the movie. Twice. Just like the movie. <laughs> nah, for real, I met him in the restroom, but he didn't give me no tape. He rapped for me. You know what I'm saying? And after then, I was like, hey, Squeaky, shit, got an artist bring to the table. But Squeaky didn't produce none of I, uh SMK, and uh, SMK produced a song, and Psycho, Tyrone Bell produced a song, and it was like a five-song tape, and I produced the other three. Okay. And um, we put it out, but somehow the tape is missing. Nobody can't find it, but that's why I say you listen a lot of Paul earlier tapes, and you listen to that tape, you be like, oh, man, they just stole somebody's stuff, because they're, you know, it's just crazy, man.
1: It's just crazy. So what was your reaction when Pimp goes over the
0: 360. Well, see, see, it's a lot of stuff that people don't know. Uh, Squeaky and Skinny got into it. Hmm. But see, me and Skinny, we didn't actually talk about it afterwards. See, Squeaky knew I was going to have a fool. That's the only thing he had to do. So, yeah, well, you know, we're going at it. But I didn't think at the time that, damn, I picked Skinny up. You know, I, I wasn't thinking I was young. You know, I was bullied, I'm full of just, you know what I'm saying? And the uh, him and Squeaker had a little problem. And so we banned Skinny from doing anything anywhere. We banned him. Oh, he couldn't go no clubs, couldn't go nowhere. And somehow he fell on DJ Paul's steps. Hmm. But that was a good thing because Skinny was already built up. I was already was building, we, we Skinny was one of the first artists I can take to a school and he perform you know they would let me he somehow skinny had that that charisma about it and, I, and I'm mad at myself because I let it go hmm. because somebody else wanted whatever they had going on I didn't see it at the time it took me time to realize that somebody else had their own plan going on hmm. you see what I'm saying so uh, it was. I, I should have talked to him but at the time I was just Crazy and yeah. I not know, you know, and all about a tape, all about he just wanted his tape. Skinny, I'm lying. He just wanted his tape, you know what I'm saying? So he can bump his tape and somebody didn't want to give him the tape. Squeaky didn't want to give him the tape. <laughs> Understand? That's all it was about.
1: And you guys reconnected after he left 3-6, right? Uh, yeah. Okay.
0: Mm, right,
1: right. Yeah, Yeah. we did. Okay. Ooh.
0: Cause he knew he, he skinny know. Skinny know what I was doing and what I was after. And it's just people had their own hidden agendas that you don't know. You see what I'm saying? People will use what they use you for. You know what I'm saying? That's why I said I'm glad because he really wasn't nobody after us. We was after them. We was after them. But see they was after a certain person. They trying to get to him. They were trying to get, him. To, get to him. Yeah but they knew they had to go to us to get to him. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? So it's like a person kind of use things to their benefit, you know, when it all boiled down. Yeah. Because, you know, as, as me and Kilo say, a lot of stuff that we did over there, we don't get paid from it. We not make one penny off none of that, even the deals, even uh, stuff that doesn't happen with that. We creativity we ain't get nothing, you know, like nothing. So it's like, you know, that what made me really think, what if I would have did this or did that, I could have been locked up just for, you know what I'm saying? Because you're my brother, you're my homie, and I looked at you like that, you know what I'm saying? I'm gonna take care of you like that. And then for you to kind of do things that, you know what I'm saying, kind of, it's crazy, man. Yeah. It's crazy. Do you realize how
1: many fans you have all over the world right now?
0: Yeah, I've been uh, it's been coming to me.
1: <laughs> Shout out to the internet, it's social media, man. Hey,
0: everybody tell Because I, I read
1: some of the YouTube yeah, comments. You got e- yeah. you got every country representing I Reserve. know,
0: man, and it's crazy, man. And you know, and I really appreciate the people, you know, because I think really people are finding out the real true history. You know, the really the creators never get all the credit anyway. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that, you know, but I think really people are really digging in because the thing that I, I mean, I, I tried hard with the little equipment. We ain't have no computer, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? We had a four track or six track or eight track, you know what I'm saying? We had to work hard, you know what I'm saying? To, uh, re, uh, to create what we did, you know what I'm saying? Not just put it in the computer, and, you know what I'm, <laughs> what I'm saying? That stuff was hard work and you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it was hard, it
1: was hard. So what's next for Zerk?
0: Um, is I'm um, building too thick all uh, really even though I always have been there I'm getting, getting original members now everybody's out back out <laughs> you know what I'm saying so I'm really getting too thick yeah I'm bringing new artists uh, to the table and you know getting investors and we're working like I say on a documentary and we're gonna work on more film you know and I, no matter do anything I'm just trying to connect with Uh, everybody you know that's associating Memphis from the underground even like criminal man and all of us Mm -hmm. you know no matter what you know even criminal man was actually there seeing things you know what I'm saying yeah seeing you know what I'm saying but you know we all was a family once upon a time you know I've been reaching out you know I'm home now they know the crazy one is back yes sir, okay. so we yes, need sir. No. one more year one more year but this idea, we seven heads. get out the way. yes That's sir yeah.
1: zerk you got a shout out you like to give before you wrap it up here bro
0: uh, man uh, really if uh, these people in this force know i love them but you know just shout out to everybody you know, that that was a part of that tree. You know, me and Squeaker was the stump. you know what I'm saying? And the Grants Brew, uh, the player Flies, and you know, everybody. uh, Shout out to all y'all. Cause uh, without y'all, this Memphis music, I don't think would be alive because everybody brought Gangsta Black and all these people brought something to that game. You know what I'm saying? And the thing about it, I watched it. You know what I'm saying? I sat there and I watched it and I tried my best to keep on working, you know what I'm saying, to stay in the float. But then all these people even got it now, taking that stuff to a whole nother level.
1: Yeah. <laughs>